This teaching is from City Church Coventry. You can find us online at www.citychurchcoventry.org. Good afternoon, people. Good afternoon, people of God. Um, my name is Bolade. I hope uh, you've enjoyed that fantastic time of worship um, with Dave. Um, thank you, Dave, for, um, for leading us so beautifully. Um, so this is, I have a confession to make. Uh, this is my second lot of um, live video. Um, so it's my second lot of live video on, on Facebook. So yesterday I had a few tries to see how things would work and you know if things are working okay and stuff like that. So uh, so so bear with me. Um, um, it, it's it's quite interesting. Um, our church has been great. Uh, we've been we've been using Zoom to do our live videos um, in terms of you know our midweek meetings and and if a very good friend of mine commented, he said. Um, Zoom Balade is is uh, is more nosy than um, than real life Balade because when I'm on Zoom, I just I just want to see what's going on. I just want to see you know wh- where are people at? Where are you standing? What's the background? You know, I'm thinking, hmm, I don't know. They have that painting in their house and things like that. You know, so um, so you know, so live video or video recording things like that has uh, has unlocked a new potential in me. So um, I I hope you enjoy um, our time together today. Um, I can. I understand that we have people that might be joining us for the first time. And when I say people, in terms of you're not part of the church. So if you've tuned in um, to watch City Church, I, I welcome you. Um, uh, so I'll be spending a few minutes to talk about um, the Bible. I'm talking about peace, um, peace from a biblical point of view, um, just to see what the Bible tells us about peace, especially in the times we are um, at the moment. Um, should we pray? Father, Lord God, we thank you uh, because you're good. We thank you because you're good all the time. We thank you because there is none like you. Um, Lord, we commit our time together uh, onto your hands, Lord God. I pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit will speak through me, Lord God, and the words I speak will be your words alone, Lord God. That you touch our hearts and you speak um, true. You speak to us um, through your words that come out today, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you've got your Bible, um, I'm going to, can you please turn to Isaiah chapter 9, and I'm going to be reading from verse 6 to 7. So um, I'm going to, the outline of my preach today, I would, I'll, the first part of it, I'll talk, will be, um, I'll, I'll, I'll open a few scriptures and I'll just read a few scriptures out to you, and then later on we might talk, and then later on towards the end as well, I'll open some more scriptures. So if you've got your Bible, or if you don't have your Bible, I have mine here. Um, you can open uh, uh, your mobile phone, if you've got a uh, mobile phone half with the Bible on, and uh, opens the book of Isaiah, Prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, and verse 6 to 7. I'll read. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder, and it will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. It will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty 
will accomplish this. Um, the second Bible passage I'm going to be reading to you, it's John chapter 14, verse 27. And these words I'm going to be reading to you, uh, Jesus spoke, spoke these words to us. So John 14, verse 27. It says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. I'm going to read that again. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift that the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. And the last verse I'm going to read in this, um, in this part of my preach. It's uh, Romans 14, uh, verse 17. Romans 14, 17. Verse 17. Sorry, Romans chapter 14, verse 17. I read. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, ladies and gentlemen, when we come to God and we give our life to, to Jesus, and say, Jesus, I give you my life, I confess, um, we are totally, we come into the kingdom of God. We are part of the kingdom of God. We are children of the kingdom of God. And we have the benefits of the kingdom of God. And one of the benefits of the kingdom is peace. It's, it's to live a life of peace. Uh, to be in peace all the time. Being in peace all the time doesn't mean we um, negate everything else going on around us. Doesn't mean we don't um, understand or appreciate that we have struggles, we have challenges that we go through. And in fact, I have an analogy. I'm going to give you an analogy. So, um... I came to the UK um, as a young man when I was uh, 18. When I came into the UK, um, I was a, I am a citizen of Nigeria, so I am lucky. I've got two um, I've got two citizenships. I, um, I'm, I'm a citizen of Nigeria and I'm a citizen of the United Kingdom. But when I came to the UK as a student, I, I was only a citizen of Nigeria. Um, I was a really really poor student. I was really broke. But I wasn't the only poor student at the time. So I had friends. We were um, citizens of the United Kingdom, where I am right now speaking to you. Um, I'm in the United Kingdom. And my friends, um, we were citizens of the United Kingdom. Um, we, we were as broke as, you know, they, they didn't have money as well, as broke as I am, um, had a benefit to them. So they, they, could, they could claim something called hardship fund. I know there are different ways and, and different criteria in which this can be judged. So they could, they could claim this thing called hardship fund. So, some of my friends, we were citizens of the United Kingdom, where we are today, um, claimed those hardship funds to make life easy for themselves. But some of my friends who are still citizens of the United Kingdom couldn't claim, well, didn't bother to claim um, the hardship fund. But the fact is, the fund is there for the citizens of the country who are going through hardship. Um, but it was a choice. It was a choice for my friends whether they can, you know, whether they wanted to claim this or whether to just leave it. So the ones who claimed it obviously had the benefit. But whereas I at the time wasn't um, a citizen of the United Kingdom, I couldn't claim that. That benefit wasn't wasn't uh, accessible to me. Uh, and the same thing, you know, the same thing really applies as children of God. 
And as soon as we confess our sin and we you know, give our lives to Jesus, we are automatically invited to the benefits of the kingdom. Um, we, it's a kingdom of peace. We can access that peace. But at the same time, like I mentioned earlier, there are things that happen in our life, you know, um, things that happen and things that, that we go through that we think, you know what? I am afraid. I am challenged. My peace. I can't say I have peace right now. And the Bible is not saying that we can't, we should negate the current circumstances. In fact, the Bible acknowledges it. We will go through times where there will be trials, there will be challenges. And of course, I am speaking from my own living room, speaking to the world, speaking to you guys. As I am speaking right now, the, most of the world is on lockdown because we are going through a season in the world where there's a pandemic. There's a deadly, deadly disease where some people are getting it and, you know, um, some people are dying. Um, you might look and, and, and read the news and hear what's going on and I think, God, my peace is affected. Yes, we are not negating the fact that this is happening in the world. Yes, it is happening. It is disheartening. But we serve a God who is good. Our God is good. He is always good. You see, in as much as this is going on, our peace can be affected and might be affected because we might know people that are going through uh, this you know, the, the, you know, through the disease, we might, we've seen people that might have lost their jobs and, and you might be in that situation as well and you think, you know what, I don't know what the future holds, you know, everything, everything I hold dear um, has gone, you know, has just gone overnight because of something we don't know. But we don't belong to the, to the kingdom of the world, we belong to the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven, we have peace. And the Bible tells us and gives us um, a blueprint as to come into the space. So again, we're not legating the fact that this is going on and there's trouble in the world. But as children of God, we should walk in peace. We should be people that would cling to the peace we have. So I'm going to read the passage in the Bible that talks about how to walk into the space. How to, to constantly um, appreciate and live in the peace that has been purchased to us through the blood of Jesus. So if you go your Bible, I'm going to read Philippians, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. So I'm going to give you a few seconds. If you can turn your Bible to Philippians chapter 4. Again, if you're joining us for the first time and um, maybe you're not a Christian, you can easily download the Bible app. It's um, go on your app store. Uh, the Bible in my opinion, it's the best book in the world. So um, if you just want to think, well, what's this Bible all about? Just go on Google Play, your app store, download, download the Bible, and I promise you, you'll be really, really impressed with the stories you're reading there. Um, so Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, it says, Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I'm going to stop there for a minute. Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Obviously, this Bible passage is is acknowledging the fact that yes worry will come things will come that will think mm, i'm not quite sure about this i am discombobulated well that's a big word i'm really proud of myself <laughs> i'm not you know th things will come that will sort of like knock off knock us off our, our pace but the first thing he says is don't worry don't worry pray about anything pray about everything worry will come but don't worry pray 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 I'm going on. The second part says, 
God what you need and thank him for all he has done. So don't worry, pray. Okay, so now tell God what you need. Okay, so if that worry comes, where is that worry? I've lost my job. I've got a, a family member who has got COVID-19. Um, I have a, a, a vulnerable elderly person that I've not seen for, for, for a long time because of the lockdown. Don't worry. Just pray. Just pray. And give thanks to God. Father, you are good. Your love endures forever. You are the same yesterday, today and forever. No matter what we go through in the world, you never change. That is the promise we have as the people of God, as children of the kingdom. Then verse 7, I'm going to move on a bit. Verse 7 says, then you would experience God's peace. So don't worry, pray, tell God what you need. Then you would experience God's peace. It does not stop there, it carries on. It says, you experience God's peace, which exceeds everything you can understand. So God's peace is not something that we can explain or, you know, sort of like in our own reasoning, we can't explain God's peace. It's, it's just beyond us. And it's something that God gives to his people, to the people of the kingdom. It says, his peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ. Yeah, his peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ. You see, Christ has purchased this peace for us on the cross. And we need to live in him. And everything we need we do has to come from the from 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 from, from Christ. From from the from from the from the prices paid for us. So we're not working out peace out of our own strength or power. We're just resting on the power of God to walk into the peace that is purchased for us. And verse he doesn't stop there as well. Then verse 8 says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. And this is a practical way to live in peace. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. What does that mean? It means just gaze. Just gaze on what is true. What is true is God is good. That is true. And we need to fix our thoughts on that. You see, when you fix your thoughts, it means that you're not getting distracted with everything going on. Yes, you know, we hear the news and there are all sorts in the news these days, especially with what's going on as well. But too much of information, of the information you donate, can cause a lot of anxiety. And in those times, what you need to do is just rise up, pick up your remote control and switch that telly off. Switch that telly off and, you know, pick up the word of God. And I just want to, you just say, God, I just want to fix my thoughts on you. I want to fix my eyes on you. Why are we doing that? So that we can walk in peace. So that we can claim this peace that Christ has purchased for us. Fixing our thoughts means that we are gazing on him and him alone. On his glory. On the work he's done. As people of the kingdom of God, we are people of peace. We have this peace. We just need to realize it and walk in it. I'm going to talk about one more aspect of peace. And it's about being peacemakers. Um, Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. If you can open to it. Matthew chapter 5 verse 9. And this is part of the Beatitudes. I'm going to read. It says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the children of God. 
Blessed are the peacemakers, for they call the children of God. That verse, peacemaker, talks about creating peace. Um, you have to work to create peace. Sometimes the peace, the word itself, is so passive. Um, we can think about peace as, you know, uh, come back from work, I make myself a cup of tea. Oh, peace at last. Um, but I see peace as a, as a state of being, as something you experience all the time. It's not a momentary pleasure. It's something that you live. Peace, it's not passive. We have to work at it. Um, and sometimes, working for peace means fighting for peace. Um, it means going on your knees and say, you know what, whatever I see around me, I'm not happy with what I see. I'm not content with what's going on. But as children of God, we can make peace. We can, we can pray intercede for the world. Ladies and gentlemen, the world needs us like never before. The world needs us to be on, the, on our knees, to be praying and interceding for the world right now. The world needs us for comfort. The world needs us to give hope. There is a saying that says you cannot give what you don't have. But brothers and sisters, I tell you what, you do have this space. And God wants you to give it to your friends, your neighbors, your brothers and sisters who don't know Christ. Who might be worried and have anxiety at these very, very uncertain times. And to fight for peace, 2 Corinthians um, chapter 10 verse 4 tells us that the weapons of our warfare, um, I'm going to read that again, sorry. The weapon we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. I'm going to tell you a story of two swords. Story of two swords. I'm going to start with this one. So, um, I'm a father of two. I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old son. So, my three-year-old son um, started this game. So, this, this sword here... Although you can't see it properly, I'm not sure how it looks like on the video. It's a, it's a foam sword. It's got a, a plastic bit in between, but it's a, it's a foam sword. So we, have, we, have, we used to have two of these swords. And my son came up with this game. It's a, a fencing game. He said, Daddy, would you like to play this game with me? And we played it so many times. So I'll have the sword, and he will have the sword. And we'll, 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 we'll go something like this. You know, swords together. Cutsy. Fight, you know, and then we start we start fighting, and you know, but of course, all the time I win, all the time, you know. Did I'm gonna minute? Do you think I would let a three-year-old beat me at the at the game of fencing? Think again. I like to win. I, I do like to win. So uh, every time I win, this guy. Um, yeah, I, I know you're sort of commenting on my parenting skills right now. Yes, but God is working on me. Uh, we're, no, we're not a finished article yet, but hey, I do like winning, and I do win this guy all the time. But you know what happened to my amazement? So last Christmas, um, we got them to break open their, uh, their saving jar. So they got a few pounds out of the saving jar. So we said, you know what, to treat yourself. Since you've done all this work throughout the year, you've saved your money, why don't you go and buy some gifts? So we went to the pound shop. So when we went to the pound shop, um, David, my son... Um, 
started looking around for toys he could buy. And um, he went over to the shelf and he picked this sword. He picked this sword. And his mom asked him, oh, why, why, why do you want a sword? He said to his mom, I want a strong sword so that when I fight with dad, I'm going to win him. It made me laugh. That's a three-year-old that understands that the choice of his weapon is really important. The choice of his weapon is really important. The Bible tells us that the word of God is our sword. The word of God is our weapon. This is the time to sharpen your weapon. It is a time to rise up and say, I am seeing things around me that I'm not very happy with. And I know God, you're a good God. I know that within myself, I know that within my heart, I have no doubt about that. You're a good God. And you only do the good things. And this is not from you. As children of the Most High, as peacemakers, it is time to pick up our sword, our sword of battle. It is time to sharpen our sword. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for me? It is time that I need to dig in the word, the word of God, so I can walk in peace and the peace I have, I can give others. So that I can walk in peace and tell people, you know what? This is the kingdom of God that I have, that's high living, that has given me this peace. Come, let me show you the way. It is the time the world wants us to give them comfort. As children of God, as people who live in the kingdom of peace, it is a time for us ourselves to walk in the peace which we've had purchased for us through the blood of Jesus. And it is that time that we start showing the world the peace we have and they can have the same peace. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to dig in the word. It is time to go on your knees. It is time to intercede. Hard church, since the um, uh, pandemic started, we've been doing uh, twice a day prayer in the, in the morning and later on in the evening through Zoom. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to encourage, to encourage you to engage in that. Those times together is a time to wage war, a spiritual warfare. But you know the funny thing about this war, as people of God, as people of the kingdom is, we can never lose. We are always on the winning side. We can never lose. But it is time to take up your sword. It is time to take up your battle. I've been speaking for some time now and I, I'm speaking to my brothers and sisters in Christ. But I am aware that we may have other people turn, tuned into this that are maybe naturally not part of a church or you don't even know what this Christ is all about. I would like to give you an opportunity and welcome you into this kingdom of peace as well. And to, to, to do this, you just need to say a little prayer. And it goes like this. Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I confess my sin. And I make you my personal Lord and Savior. If you want to say that prayer, or if you've said that prayer, 
please send a message to us at City Church Coventry. We would like to walk you through your journey of faith. We would like to talk to you more about Jesus. The Jesus we know that has brought us into a kingdom of peace. The Jesus we know that has given us joy even in our life around that's given us a different way of thinking because we are children of the living God. And ladies and gentlemen, if you've said that prayer, please, please, please drop a message. One of our guys would um, pick up the message and, and get in touch with you and, and, and take this further with you. Should we pray? Father, Lord God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you because you're unchanging. We thank you because You've called us to be people of peace and we belong to the kingdom of peace. And Lord God, I pray this afternoon as we go, Father, that we'll know what we carry and we'll be able to show the world your peace, Lord God. I pray for everybody listening to this um, video message that you bless them. You bless their family. You keep them in peace, Lord. Pray for your comfort and your hope for the nation and for the world right now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this teaching from City Church Coventry. You can find more great teaching and other resources on our website at www.citychurchcoventry.org.